It's the first annual Bomb Squad Award Show. Coming at you live, 1,800 miles away from Hollywood. From the city with an airport that you might get stuck in someday. Grab some popcorn and make yourself comfortable. The show is about to begin. Hello, yes, hi, welcome to the Bomb Squad Awards Show. I am, of course, your host and master of ceremony, Tanner Richard Kraft. Today we are celebrating the best of film in 2021. 2021, a great year for Asian representation in film. You got Chloe Zhao directing one of the biggest movies of the year in Eternals, Drive My Car, a movie from Japan being nominated for Best Picture, and Scarlett Johansson finally got her solo Black Widow movie. So let's shout out to her. Shout out to her for that one. So we have a great little body here. We have... I'm Austin Sweebelman. And of course we have... Jim M. Sullivan. The one and only, that's right. So this is a bit of a different podcast for us. We are celebrating the best in film. We have a total of 15 categories to go through. Celebrating the best in movies in a variety of facets, including genre films, technical craft, and of course the big head potato of it all, best picture. We have had a voting panel that consists of most of the members of Bomb Squad and most of the guests we've had on the podcast. I already know what won, which means I'm not able to partake in the first question of discussion, which is what do we think is going to win? What do we think think should win out of the nominees and what do we think absolutely should have won regardless of the nominees what's our personal favorite in this category but we're gonna start out with a fun one best horror movie ah! and the nominees for best horror movie are candy man candy man no candy man stop it candy man don't do it Last Night in Soho, and The Night House. So, we'll get right through it. I'm going to alternate between who starts between the two of you. So, Austin, the three questions. What do you think will win? What do you think should win? What was your personal favorite? This man almost got murdered on the inaugural awards show. Good job, Tanner. Godspeed. I think out of these that Soho might take the crown. Soho's got style, it's got substance, and it stands on its own two legs without needing the lore from a previous movie. I was genuinely unsettled after watching watching last night in Soho in theaters. The barrage of ghosts and sexists and ironically deployed 1960s music felt to me like it had a not-so-slight edge over Candyman. Mr. Tim, same three questions. What do you think will win? What do you think should win? What is your personal favorite? I think the most likely to win is probably Candyman. Out of these three, my favorite is uh, The Night House, and that is also uh, my personal favorite horror movie of the year. It's a really solid horror movie. It, it's great at just building this creepy atmosphere. It's very artful as well. Not to mention, it's also like a very accessible horror movie, even for people who are kind of beginners to the genre. Like, I showed this to my girlfriend on our second date. She's someone who is just sort of starting to get into horror, and uh, this was a perfect movie for her. She loved it. It's just a great movie. Like I said, I already know what won each category, so I'm not going to say what do I think will win. What do I think should win? I agree with Tim here completely. My personal favorite out of these three is The Night House. I think Candyman has excellent social commentary. I think Last Night in Soho is just super slick on a technical level. But for me, The Night House was a movie that just got under my skin the most. But my personal favorite horror movie is A Quiet Place Part 2. I actually like Part 2 more than Part 1 in A Quiet Place. There's just something about the family aspect to me that just really connects with me. And Obviously, I'm a big fan of stories about fathers, and this is a movie about a daughter trying to take after her father who's gone and trying to pick up those pieces. That one wasn't nominated. So, what has won the first ever Bomb Squad Award for Best Horror Movie? Can I get a drum roll? The winner is The Night House. Oh, wow. Yes, and it actually wasn't close. It won by a wide margin. Fuck yeah. The Night House is the right house. 
Now, let's move on. The next category is Best Actor in a Supporting Role. And the nominees for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for the Bomb Squad's Awards are Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man No Way Home. Are you okay? Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Until right at the very end. Then he hung himself. I found him. Cut him down. Tony Lung, Shang-Chi. Kotzer, Coda. Arms open wide. I threw away my pride. I'll sacrifice for you. Dedicate my life to you. I will go where you lead. Always there in time of need. Willem Dafoe. Spider-Man No Way Home. You don't know what you're talking about. I've watched you from deep behind Norman's cowardly eyes. Struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. Gods don't have to choose. We take. Tim, we're going to start with you. My answer for A is uh, Andrew Garfield in No Way Home. A lot of people seem to uh, really get a lot out of that performance. My personal pick out of the nominations is uh, Willem Dafoe in No Way Home. Willem Dafoe just fucking kills it in everything he's in. He's great in the Death Note movie. My personal pick, I picked uh, Ralph Ineson from The Green Knight. Thought he had a great presence in that movie. Made the character very intimidating. Austin, same three questions for you. Willem Dafoe has it all and the strength to take it. That's my vote of confidence for who's winning. Personally, I think in a perfect world, this would go to Troy Kotzer for breaking barriers and winning hearts. And my personal pick for this is also Willem Dafoe because his weird bone structure makes me cave into peer pressure. Seeing the Raimiverse come back to life felt like the first time a huge mega corporation has ever done anything for me personally. Godspeed, Spider-Man. But who do I think should win out of these nominees? It's the same answer as my personal favorite. Troy Kotzer, Coda. It's insane because he does not come from this main fisherman background. So the fact that he embodies that character and makes it feel so lived in in that world is amazing. And just that emotional scene with his daughter near the end. So the winner for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for the Bomb Squad Awards 2022 is... Godspeed, Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe, No Way Home. 
Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. I had a strong feeling the second we opened up voting, Willem was going to take this all the way home, only because he was in the biggest movie of the year and he was probably the highlight for a lot of people. Norman's on sabbatical, honey. Always bet on green. Now we're going to get into a um, fun technical award. Best sound in a motion picture. The nominees for best sound in a motion picture are Dune, Licorice Pizza, The Suicide Squad, Tick Tick Boom, and West Side Story. Austin, we're going to start with you. What do you think will win, should win, personal favorite? I think that Dune is going to be Dune its thing here, and I think that's 100% the way it should be. Dune in IMAX is the first time that I've ever seen a movie turned into a sonic weapon. The Sadukar chants are iconic now, and I'll never forget the hype I felt hearing the voice spoken in that opening scene for the first time. Tim, I uh, how about what say you? You feel similar? Yeah, Dune is definitely my answer for the first two questions. Questions. My answer for number three uh, was for the Nighthouse. Uh, I do think that that had an incredible use of sound, particularly like the theatrical experience. It utilizes sound in a way that keeps you in this very creepy environment and keeps you on your toes. Yeah, and there's also, of course, that one famous uh, jump scare in the Nighthouse. Yeah. The scene that made my girlfriend say, and I quote, Jesus! I'm going to go against the grain here. Tick, tick, boom is my pick for both should win from these nominees and what uh, what was my personal pick. Beyond just the music, I love the sounds the diner makes. I, I, I love the way John's apartment sounds versus his best friend's apartment. I just love the way that movie sounds. So the winner for best sound in a motion picture is... It's Dune. It's Dune. What, did it's you really Dune. expect anything? It was a landslide. <laughs> Nothing came close. I'm talking it won by like 30 points. Dune. Dune. Yep. Dune. So, best animated movie. Our nominees are Encanto, which is also nominated for best picture, Luca, and The Mitchells versus The Machines. So, Tim, what say you? My pick for most likely it, Encanto. I mean, it, that was huge for like the last month or two. My pick for number two is uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Uh, I did really enjoy that movie a lot. I thought it had a lot of heart to it and the, the characters felt more human than in a lot of like Pixar, DreamWorks type movies. My favorite animated movie of the year is uh, it was animated film called The Spine of Night, which is basically like fantasy horror uh, rotoscope thing. It was just a cool movie with some really fun performances by like Lucy Lawless and Patton Oswalt. Austin, what say you? Encanto is my pick here uh, for number one because it had a let it go cultural moment with we don't talk about Bruno. Number two, I think it would be hard to see something smaller like the Mitchells win. It even has a higher aggregate score on Rotten Tomatoes. My favorite animated movie of the year is obviously Flea. Team Tanner 2021 picks. Waltz with Bashir was cool. Adult animation for the win. <laughs> Damn right. So what do I think should win in this category? Uh, same as you guys, the Mitchells versus the Machines. I loved it. It has so much heart. Another great dad, of course. And it's just a visual feast for the eyes. I'm so glad that Sony broke through that wall with Spider-Verse and created this new stylizations in our CG animated movies, and we're seeing it resonating. Even Turning Red, the new Pixar movie, is kind of doing some new things in CG, and I'm really happy to see it. Uh, of course, <laughs> Austin kind of gave it away with Teen Tanner picks. My favorite animated movie of the year was Flea. It made me cry a lot. I think it's in a beautifully well-done documentary. I love this almost dreamlike memory feel to the animation that 
really enhances the fact that he's recalling things that happened in his life. But what won the award, fellas? Drum roll. Ba -ba 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 -ba. And the winner for best animated movie is in the Mitchells versus the Machines. What? Disney. That's right. The only animated movie that was nominated for Best Picture for us didn't win the animated category. Make <laughs> with that what you will. Well, that's that's cool. I like it when the little guy wins. Oh, yeah. Our next category is Best Visual Effects in a Motion Picture. This category that I'm pretty sure everyone's going to guess what's going on with it, but I'm still going to tell you the nominees anyway, which are Dune, Eternals, The Matrix Resurrections, Spider-Man No Way Home, and The Suicide Squad. Austin, you are the VFX guy of the group. Yep. As a uh, certified Houdini artist, uses After Effects because I'm stupid. Uh, I have this terrifying <laughs> suspicion that a cape movie is going to take the category because of our panel? Probably Spider-Man. But of course, for those who have done VFX, Dune is running circles around all those other movies from a technical standpoint. My personal pick is also Dune because they integrated practical effects with CGI in a way that made everything feel real. I completely vanished into that movie and left the theater feeling completely astonished. Tim, I have a feeling you might be saying something similar. Yeah, uh, my, my picks for the first two uh, questions are Dune. My, my number one, uh, my personal pick, I picked the movie uh, VHS 94, which was the new installment of the VHS series. I picked that because it has just some fucking incredible practical effect use in there. Great monster designs, uh, lots of fun. So that's my pick, Hail Ratma. So my pick for should win and what my personal pick is, is the same. It's Eternals. I'm going for it for the Erishem explains the nature of the Eternals existence scene alone. I got to saw that at the Omnimax Theater at the St. Louis Signer Center. Damn. So I got to see that sequence in 1.43 by 1 aspect ratio, where it filled up that entire dome screen. It was mind-blowing, which was really special for me. So, the winner for best visual effects in a motion picture is... No, it's Dune. It's Dune. Oh my god, are you kidding me? This was the biggest <laughs> landslide of a category by far. It won by over 40 points. Oh boy! The amount of points that Dune got in the visual effects category is more than any movie got in Best Picture, even though it's easier to rack up points in Best Picture. If there's one thing Americans can agree on, it's that Dune had good VFX. Dune's rock, baby. When I run for president, I'm just going to be like, Dune had good VFX. And you're going to sweep. You're going to you're going to win all 49 states. The next category is a uh, one that's supposed to only have five nominees. But because of a tie, there's six best cinematography in a motion picture. We have Dune, Last Night in Soho, Licorice Pizza, Spencer, The Green Knight, and West Side Story. Tim, it's fitting that you're going to start off with this category because you are probably the most cinematographer-minded person in the group. So uh, my pick for what I think is going to win is Dune, and uh, my pick for two and three is uh, The Green Knight. I thought that The Green Knight had some excellent cinematography. It's such a like grand-scale kind of movie, just given how cheap they were able to make it. Every frame is like a painting. It's just such yeah, a gorgeous sure. movie. I love it. And Austin, what say you? My money's on Dune, because anybody who saw Dune in IMAX developed a psychic bond with those images. But I think my second pick would be Spencer. I think it's the most striking-looking movie of the year, possibly. But my bias for the 1970s and Paul Thomas Anderson's weird long takes overwhelms all my reasoning. Licorice Pizza took me somewhere that I always wanted to visit. Yeah, the movie's like a cool dream on the screen. 
But what do I think should win from these nominees? West Side Story. West Side Story is a gorgeous film. It's that DP's best work ever, I think, honestly. But my personal favorite movie, cinematography-wise of the year, Eternals. Ah, it's really the Arishum sequence alone, but there's also a lot of other stuff. I just really love visually in that movie, like that shot of the celestial rising from the earth and you see it in that gigantic wide. Everything on the beach in general, the way that Makari, the speedster, is shot is so unique for a superhero movie that you're able to get that sense of speed without slowing it down. It's just really gorgeous. But the winner for Best Cinematography in a Motion Picture for the Bomb Squad Awards is... The Green Knight and Dune both got 38 points in this category. The two things I picked. The Green Knight does punch way above its weight class. The shot of the giants and everything alone is insane. So, the last category before our commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, is Best Comedy Movie. And the nominees are Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, <laughs> Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza. As far as what will win, all my money's on Licorice Pizza. And I, I think that that bet also reflects the reality. I, I think that Licorice Pizza had some audacious moments. I wouldn't even put it in the same camp as Don't Look Up as far as how it polarizes people. Just the jokes about American Jewish families, young people getting up to shit, the sort of jealousy competition between two absolute weirdos clocked more laughs with me on my end than with the other two movies. Tim, what say you? I will say my picks for the first two answers are Licorice Pizza. Solid flick, despite its issues. My uh, personal favorite of the uh, comedy movies of last year is Red Rocket. It did something that comedy movies don't usually do super well, or as well as this movie did, which was it used the camera to utilize humor. I really enjoyed it as like not just a dialogue humor, but also a visual comedy. It was just really well made. I'm going to go against the grind here with you guys. What do I think should win? I think Don't Look Up should win, which is weird because it's almost not a comedy. I consider it almost a more cathartic experience, a movie where someone's saying, you're not crazy, the world really has gotten this bad, we can't talk to each other anymore. Leonardo DiCaprio's monologue when he's like, what happened to us? Why can't we just agree on reality anymore? It's, it's cathartic. The running bit about how Jennifer Lawrence's character can't get over the fact that General charged them for free snacks is one of the funniest running gags in a movie all year. But what did our voting panel agree on? Mm. The winner for best comedy is... Oh, I'm not supposed to do that because it's Don't Look Up! Fuck! By one point. So close! All right, that's all we have in terms of categories before our commercial break. So we're going to cut to a brief commercial break here from whoever paid YouTube. See you in a second. Godspeed. Welcome back to the Bomb Squad Awards show, a year celebrating the best of movies of 2021. It's the best year in movies for a while because most of the movies had to wait a year to release. Our next category is another fun one. It's Best Actress in a Supporting Role. This was by far the messiest category for the longest time. There was a time where there was a six or seven way tie for fourth place. Uh, thankfully, things eventually built up so it wasn't a mess. The nominees for Best Actress in a Supporting Role is Anya Taylor-Joy, Last Night in Soho.
Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Go back where you came from. You think I want to stay here? In a city full of ugly little animals like you? No, gracias. Florence Pugh, Black Widow. What? That wasn't real. Who cares? Don't say that. Please don't say that. It was real. It was real to me. You are my mother. You were my real mother. The closest thing I ever had to one. The best part of my life was fake. And none of you told me. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. I wonder why it was stars she gave us. Why not diamonds? Why not hearts? Why not spades? <laughs> why? I wonder why it was always stars. Viola Davis, The Suicide Squad. Tim, for this category, the three questions, what say you go? Out of these, I think probably what I think will win is uh, Viola Davis, Suicide Squad. My picks for two and three are Anya Taylor-Joy in Last Night in Soho. I thought she just did a really incredible performance, and she just exudes this energy that makes you fascinated with her character. Who can relate? Woo! Austin, what say you? Considering the nature of this very program, I'm thinking Florence Pugh wins the award. It probably should go to Kirsten Dunst in Power of the Dog. I also liked her in Power of the Spider. That's a serious, heavy role with the right amount of injected nuance. It was fun to see her come back this strong. My pick, personally, was Catherine Hunter for The Tragedy of Macbeth. She was on her Daniel Day-Lewis shit on that film. The way she spoke and moved felt like I was witnessing something borderline impossible. What do I think should win from these nominees? Uh, I think Ariana DeBose should win. She's sweeping the actual awards too, but for good reason. She took a role that Rita Moreno made iconic 50 years ago and made it her own and put her own signature stamp on it. My personal pick in this category though was Anne Dowd for Mass, which is a little category fraud depending on how you look at it because that's a movie with four characters, but she has the least amount of screen time. Mathematically proven, I saw a thing. She has two minutes less than the person that has the most, so I counted her as a her performance as the mother of a school shooter is, first off, just not an easy performance to begin with, but she plays it with such love, such pain, and I think if all of our voting bodies saw this movie, she would have walked away with this award. But the winner for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for the Bomb Squad Awards is... You people trust our audience so little because the winner is Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Wow! Viola Davis came in fifth and Florence Pugh came in fourth. Four places too high for Florence <laughs> Pugh with a Russian, a Russian accent. But yeah, Kirsten Dunst, what say you guys? Cool. Just seeing love for a Jane Champion movie on this, that makes me proud. Everybody did really good in that whole movie. All right, moving on to our next category. Best movie, not in the English language. 
The nominees are Drive My Car, Flea, and The Worst Person in the World. I didn't know they made a movie about me. Austin, what say you? I'm 100% certain that it's worst person in the world is going to walk away with this. That should probably win just to spite Drive My Car for being as long and as dense as it was. A punitive victory in the name of people who haven't read a book in years. And I'm tripling down on this. Worst person in the world rules. That lead actress with the deceptively simple Norwegian name could have carried the entire movie on her back. All right, Tim, what say you? So for first two, I'm picking Drive My Car, mostly because it's the only one of those three movies that I've actually seen. Understandable. For a personal favorite, uh, there's, there's a little movie that came out in theaters uh, in January. I didn't really have much expectation for it. There's an uh, animated film called Poopel of Chimney Town, and I actually really enjoyed it. It got to me a lot more than I expected it to. I would recommend checking it out as soon as it's available. Uh, this is the movie you keep saying that I would love, is that right? It is 100% a Tanner movie. So my pick for what should win and what was my personal favorite is the same for both. It's Flea. Flea would be my pick for best animated movie. It would be my pick for best film, not in the English language. And it'd be my pick for best documentary. It's amazing how it does basically all of those things. But the winner for best film, not in the English language is... It's obvious, but it was close. It's Drive My Car. Ah! I will say this, though. Drive My Car had 16 points. Worst Person had 15. Flea had 14. This is the second time in this award show I've been beaten by a point. But we're moving on to a category that was originally two categories until we realized there were too many categories and we needed to cut some things. So we combined adapted an original screenplay into screenplay. Because of the tie, there are six nominees. And the nominees are Dune, Licorice Pizza, Mass, The Beta Test, The Green Knight, The Suicide Squad. Tim, it's your turn to go. This is a big category, writing. So, yeah, my pick for uh, what I think is going to win is Licorice Pizza. And then uh, my pick for um, number two and number three is the same. It's The Green Knight. Largely based on having read the uh, source material last year, I do think that this was a very great adaptation and it brought the story to film in basically the best way possible by making it more of a surrealist visual story rather than trying to adapt it as densely as just uh, the original text. Austin, what say you? Will should favorite. Licorice Beats is going to win just for how famous its writer-director is. I'm still, as far as what should win, I'm still impressed with Dune's streamlined screenplay, considering how many people said that Dune was unadaptable. Me included. <laughs> Personal favorite here is Licorice Pizza. The vignettes are all strung together masterfully, and the themes of wrestling with adulthood and the weird 1970s power hierarchy are woven throughout. You can't beat a PTA screenplay. So my picks for what should and my personal favorite is, once again, Mass. It's a wonderful screenplay. Again, the subject matter alone is very difficult to deal with, and it does it while creating these rich, complex characters and making one of the most compelling movies of the year, one of the most heart-gripping, tense movies of the year, even though it takes place in a rec room at a church. Shout out to my second pick, The Beta Test. I'm really happy Austin and I pushed this to a nomination because that was literally just him and I. Jim Cummings, you're a god. You're a god. All right, and the winner for best screenplay is... Austin, you're going to be a very happy man tonight because the winner is Liquor's Pizza! Oh! Cool. 
This is a good night for sailors fighting in the dance hall. All right. This next category is a fun one because when I tell the winner, I have something to say to Austin. This category is best action movie. And the nominees are No Time to Die, Nobody, and The Suicide Squad. Austin? You know, I think the Suicide Squad is breaking into Jotunheim and stealing this award. Uh, No Time to Die could edge out a Return of the King-style win easily enough, though, considering that it ended this amazing Daniel Craig Bond saga with, with grace and poise. But my favorite action film I saw this whole year was Nobody. When Heartbreaker came on in that theater, I smiled for the first time since March of 2020. It's simply insane what actors and the crew do when Ilya Nyshuler is the director. Tim, what say you? All right, y'all ready for this one? Yep. Question one, the Suicide Squad. Question two, the Suicide Squad. Question three, the Suicide Squad. He did it! He fucking It is the best DCEU movie. It is the hardest the sequel has ever flexed on its original, and it is my favorite action movie of last year. Nobody is a close second, though. Once again, my my picks for should and personal favorite are the same. It's no time to die. The action and stunt set pieces, I think, are the best in any James Bond movie. While it also has some of the best emotional storytelling, at least the best emotional storytelling in a James Bond movie since On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which makes sense considering this movie has a couple of subtle references to that Bond movie. Now we have all the time in the world. We have all the time in the world. It's my favorite Bond movie, even though it has kind of a weak villain. So, the winner is... I'm not kidding. The original winner of this category was dominating this category until the last ballot, Austin's ballot, made the winner win by a single point. Because the winner is nobody. Fuck. Fuck. That's what you said was your personal favorite. Yeah, I know. It's just, I also really love the Suicide Squad. James Gunn is from our hometown. And uh, Austin, I just received word from the police. Joe Vrenick is on his way to your house. This is how I gotta die. (laughs) There's no time for that, Austin. No time to die? The next category was uh, one of the messiest categories. Best Director. Our nominees in this category is... David Lowry, The Green Knight, Denis Villeneuve for Dune, James Gunn for The Suicide Squad, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, the only director in this category whose movie was not nominated for picture. Tim, we'll start with you. For number one, I'm going to say PTA, Licorice Pizza. For number two and three, I am going with David Lowry, The Green Knight. Like I said before in the screenplay one, I think he did a really great job of adapting the source material into something that is more palatable and definitely like very artistically interesting. It definitely feels like a Lowry film. You see his DNA in it and it's great. Austin, answer the questions. I might just bet on James Gunn because I know we got a lot of people in the panel who probably really love that one. Out of the nominations, I'd say Spielberg deserves to win. It's such a rare thing. The man remade a Stone Cold classic film and he came out on top with the better film. Oh, and I hate to sound like a broken record for this third one, but speaking of records, LPs, 
Licorice Pizza, two first-time actors absolutely <laughs> killing it. Sean Penn, Bradley Cooper, and Tom Waits bringing the chaos. Harriet Sansom Harris. I rest my case, Your Honor. My pick for what should win this category is Steven Spielberg. To update a classic film and distinctly put your own stamp on it while meanwhile having every five seconds of your movie be a technical marvel. Visually, it's stunning. The choreography is stunning. The blocking is stunning. The framing is stunning. There's a reason Steven Spielberg is probably the greatest populist director to ever live. Nobody makes blockbusters like him, and I would call West Side Story a blockbuster even if it bombed at the box office. It had a $100 million budget. That makes it good enough for me. My pick for who should win this category is probably no surprise to anyone. Chloe Zhao for The Eternals. To handle 10 different characters like that, to handle going in and through all these different eras, to make a superhero movie that is literally just a vehicle to ask the question, what if angels questions God's design for the universe? And to put that in a superhero movie, essentially, while still having those superhero elements, it's just really, really impressive. But the winner in this category is... I'm honestly shocked none of you guessed this because it's Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Dune! Well, think about it. This is its fourth win, which means it's basically mathematically impossible with the nominees for anything else to win more awards tonight. And if anything, it's the directorial craft that really made it shine through. If directing is coaching the actors, I think there were better directed movies than Dune. But I get a lot of people associate it with a much bigger package. And I think it definitely is a much bigger package here because Denis Villeneuve, his fingerprints are everywhere in the movie. Now for uh, the categories that are uh, a lot of fun. We're going to start with Best Actress in a Leading Role. The nominees are Alana Hine, Licorice Pizza. Listen, Dad, he's an atheist and an actor, and he's famous. But he's Jewish. He was going to take me out of here, Essie. Don't you even look at me. Don't you even look at me. You're always oh, looking at me. I what are you doing? say anything. What are you doing? What are you thinking, huh? I'm Essie. I work for Mom and Dad. I'm perfect. I'm a real estate agent. Alana doesn't have her life together. Alana brings home stupid boys friends all the time. I mean... I knew it. I knew that was what you were thinking. You're always thinking things, you thinker. You thinker. You think things. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And how sad is that? That we as Christians, who are supposed to love everyone, are afraid so badly of an AIDS patient that we will not go up to them and put our arm around them and tell him that we care. Kristen Stewart, Spencer. Tell the major what's happened to make you so sad. Sir, don't know what you mean, sir. I'm a true soldier. Sir. The past, sir. I think it's the present soldier. I think it's in the future. Rachel Zegler, West Side Story. How many bullets are left? Enough for you! Thank you! All of you! I can kill now because I hate now. Rebecca Hall, The Night House. You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. 
That's it. That's it? That's it. No, XO, XO, your loving husband, nothing. You're going first, Austin. For this category, I think Kristen Stewart is the safest pick by a long mile. Jessica Chastain could maybe should win for Eyes of Tammy Faye because the transformation that she underwent to inhabit that character was so hardcore, it caused her physical peril. My top pick, back to Kristen Stewart, she depicted anxiety in this way that's rarely seen on the silver screen. She is the most tragic version of the DJ Khaled suffering from success album cover. Everything from her accent to her gestures, it was all top class work. I'm happy to see that she's come to this point in her career. All right, Tim, what say you? I have a feeling your answer may be the same for two and three. My pick for what I think will win is uh, Lana Heim and Licorice Pizza, and she was great in that. My two and three picks are Rebecca Hall and The Night House. She just did a solid performance overall, and like she did a great job of, like playing a character who, like, a lot of the people who are in these movies where they get spooked by a specter, they give this kind of generic performance, but she gives this fucking unhinged performance and it's incredible for me two and three it's the same answer baby it's jessica chastain in the eyes of tammy faye that was my favorite leading performance in a movie all year mostly not because of what austin was saying the transformation aspect but also it's a complex character because i don't think the movie is letting tammy faye off the hook with her culpability and what happened but at the same time it's also portraying nuances of how much stress she was under how shitty jim baker was as a husband it's handling a lot of different topics there with a level of nuance in her performance that's really incredible. But the winner for Best Actress in a Leading Role for the Bomb Squad Awards is... It was a landslide. Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Boom. Boom, baby. She was obviously incredible in the movie. Tim, I don't think you saw this one. Doom. Doom. All Doom. right. This is honestly the category I'm most excited for, for a myriad of reasons. Our next category is Best Actor in a Leading Role. The nominees are Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom. Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog. Oh, she really put her foot into it this time. You think she did it? She sold him? What are you doing? You gave him away. Why, why, why would she do that, Phil? She knew that we needed to hide. Because she was drunk! Pie-eyed! She was smashed! Dev Patel, The Green Knight. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes! Simon Rex, Red Rocket. What do you mean? Will Smith, K-1. 
King Richard. This next step, you got to take. It would, it would be hard for anybody. But for you, you're not going to just be representing you. You're going to be representing every little black girl on earth. I think this is the category we have the most overlap with the Oscars on because three we share three nominees there. So, Tim. For number one, I am picking Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. I have not seen the film, but I'm just going <laughs> to say, sure. That seems like one that would probably win. <laughs> Number two, I'm going with uh, Dev Patel from The Green Knight. He did a solid performance, and I'm glad that he made the ballot. For number three, my personal favorite performance of the year is uh, Nicolas Cage in Pig. I love uh, just unhinged Nicolas Cage. Like, Mandy's my favorite movie of the last decade. This is a comparatively much more subdued performance, and I really enjoyed seeing that from him. I thought that he gave, like, a very emotional performance in that movie. It's kind of disappointing that not a lot of people appreciated it, but I, I thought that he did a really good job in that film. Austin. I make a vow right here and now. Garfield is winning this category. Will Smith, though, probably deserves it, because whenever he plays a struggling father, his performance inspires so many people in real life, and I respect that he has that power over people. My personal pick here, Simon Rex, Red Rocket. It takes so much effort to depict the guy who has the charm to string everybody along as he races to the bottom. And as far as Simon Rex as an actor is concerned, everybody loves a comeback story. I said earlier how if it wasn't for another performance, Troy Kutzer in Coda would have been my favorite performance in a year by an actor. However, what is my favorite performance by anyone in a movie this year? It's Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. What a performance. He completely transforms himself into John Larson, getting the mannerisms down pat. He embodied the character there truly. He learned to sing for the movie. He learned to dance for the movie. He is just killing it in every frame of the movie, honestly. It's incredibly moving. And it's honestly such a beautiful tribute and a love letter to Jonathan Larson, who was taken from us far too. God damn it. It's the third time that dead son of a bitch has made me cry. God damn it. But it won't be the last. It probably won't be. It's, um, it's a beautiful performance. So the winner is it's Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. And I'm talking about in a landslide. To put it in perspective, the guy in second place could have gotten four first place votes and still would have been behind by two points. This is Basically. the guy. <laughs> I think this is by far the most consensus building we had in something outside of VFX and sound. I think he got the most first place votes. Now, this one's for all the marbles, fellas. The nominees for Best Picture 2021 are Bo Burnham inside. Come on, come on. Don't look up. Dune. Encanto. Licorice Pizza, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Green Knight, The Suicide Squad, Tick, Tick, Boom. Here we go. Austin, we're going to start with you. I have a theory this award show was created to give No Way Home a chance to win Best Picture. And so that's probably my final bet. People are calling for it at the Oscars, and maybe this is its redemption. 
Dune, though, is the biggest movie of the year. Flying solo, outside of a 14-year extended universe thing. It felt like a different kind of event entirely, and maybe it does deserve the gold. Outside of what I think a win, of course it's like Rich Pizza. It's a complicated movie with simple humor, and in a year when corporations manufactured marketable nostalgia vehicles about the Ghostbusters, The Matrix, Space Jam, it was refreshing to see a movie that reminded audiences that the past was equal parts shitty and beautiful. I loved that movie. Tim will win, should win, personal favorite. So number one, again, going with Dune. Think, think that's going to sweep. What I pick out of these uh, nominees, I would go Green Knight. And then personal favorite of the year. It was a tight one between Green Knight and The Night House but I have to give it to The Night House. Like you were saying, it's, it's a pretty palatable movie, and uh, it's a really great movie. And they think that just barely edges over the great night for me personally. It's just because you're a horror boy, be honest. That too. All right, what do I think should win from these nominees? It's pretty obvious it's Tick, Tick, Boom. It was my second favorite movie of the year, and because it's my highest ranking movie that actually made the nominees, of course I'm going to pick that. Of course, my favorite movie of the year is Internals. If you want to know why, go watch that podcast. There's a 45-minute video where I explain this and cry a lot. It's great. However, uh, the winner for this category is, just to uh, uh, hype it up a little bit here, very quickly, I'm going to tell you what came in 10th and 9th, etc., etc. Come on, come on, and Bo Burnham Inside both had 27 points for 10th and 9th place. Don't Look Up had 28 points for 8th place. Encanto had 35 points for 7th place. The Suicide Squad had 40 points for 6th place. Dune had 43 points for 5th place. The Green Knight also had 43 points for 4th place. Tick Tick Boom had 50 points for 2nd place. So there's two movies left, Licorice Pizza and Spider-Man. And the winner, by only three points, I should add, Austin, you nailed it. It's Spider-Man No Way Home. Ha! Ha! Spider-Man! It was close. Either way, I won. I put myself in a position where I couldn't lose. <laughs> the multiverse of betting. I play both sides. That way it always comes out on top. So, honestly, I was surprised this one won. Because for the longest time, it looked like it was going to be Tick, Tick, Boom. It was one specific ballot from a certain guess. I think Tim knows which one. That kind of turned the tide for Spider-Man. No! That was the Bomb Squad Awards. You guys want to know the final secret award? for Bomb Squad we're actually giving out. What is that? The best viewers in the world, which is you! The person watching slash listening to this podcast. If you're listening, thank you so much. But if you're listening on any of the auto platforms, thank you. Leave us a review. If you're watching on Spotify video, thank you. I think I specifically cursed a lot. I don't think the, you, uh, you two did it as much. But uh, thank you for watching. If you are watching this video on YouTube, thank you also very much for watching our first ever Bomb Squad Awards show. Go down to the comment section below and let us know. What do you think should have won these categories from the nominees? So what's your favorite actor? What's your favorite movie sound-wise? It's your favorite picture. Tell me something that is your favorite in a certain category. I would love to know. Do you want us to do this again next year? And while you're down there commenting, hit the like button to let us know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button to let us know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so you can know exactly when we upload upload new videos go down to the patreon and give us money so we can send real awards to the winners next year just really like crappy plastic trophies that i find through their agent's p.o box or something <laughs> tim uh you're hosting next week's episode which is on tune in next week for a podcast that i will be hosting on 
Kunihiko Ikuhara's Adolescence of Utena, featuring a very special guest. Woo! I barely know anything about the movie. Tune in then. It's going to be fun. Just again, thank you so very much for watching. I'm really excited to see how this one turns out. I hope Austin has fun. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bomb Farewell. squad out.